name's David Vardabedian. Thanks so much for tuning in to Get Real Sobriety. Hope you enjoy this show. Welcome to Get Real Sobriety. I'm here with Tasha Martin. Hello. And um, it's just a continuum of what we've been doing. Um, I'd let, you know, I just want to say, I mean, thank you to all the people that are out there in podcast world because, you know, without any marketing or anything, we're almost at 3,000 downloads. I don't know if that's a lot or if that's a little. Wow, that sounds like a lot. Right. And I know it sounds like a lot to me. Um, yeah, I've sold 500 books, you know. Whoa. Uh, and that's not a lot. I mean, someone might laugh at that, but there's no marketing involved. You know, <laughs> I don't have an agent yet or anything, but... Yeah, the 12 Steps Without God, available on Amazon, or the 12 Steps, written out 12 Steps Without God.com. Um, so tonight, you know, the last podcast was on six and seven, which I love, and we got it tracked really well. A lot of people were listening to awesome. it. Awesome. Like I say, and again, thank you to the podcast listeners. Um, but it's so trippy that I have that site. I think I showed it to you as um, yes. Podbean or something. and it can show you where in the United States that people have listened to, what states, where in the world people are listening to you. And so, hello, India. India was listening. Oh, hi. Yeah, UK, Germany, France. Oh, that's amazing. I know. And a lot in Canada, in your home state. Oh, in uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. A lot of, we get a lot of downloads there. Probably your mom. Right? <laughs> Could be very right. well. Yeah, my friends. Right. Hi, your, friends, your if you're friend. listening. Right. <laughs> The other thing was was which was really trippy is that I I had a lot in Colombia for some reason oh. you know which is really cool and you know they're doing really well um, oh I was going to say yes congratulations to the Bucks oh yes I know winning huge, champions you know I was kind of a, pulling for Phoenix just because of Ooh, you know I who what's the guy's name Paul. Um, Something Paul, like Somebody. he's never won a championship. He's like a, a hundred years old. Yeah, not hundred. I'm sorry, uh, Steve Paul or something. But um, he is uh, 35 years old in the NBA, which is kind of old. Well, yeah, know, right for that. But come back again, bro. You might get it. You know who knows. Um, but it was a really good series, and the Bucks fans were. Oh my god! I know those photos of downtown Milwaukee was like what? Insane, oh my god! Insane. I'm really glad I'm sober because seriously, had I been there, like, and right. if I were not, uh, it would have. Who cared if there was a basketball drunk. game? Yeah, I wouldn't even. Yeah, no, wouldn't even have noticed that there was a basketball thing going on. So, yeah, um, again, another beautiful day here in Santa Barbara. 75 and sunny. 75 and sunny. This is what they put in the brochures, I think, right? Yeah. Um, and again, I played music for three hours, so my voice is a little hoarse, but me, just lean into it and get through it. So we did We did talk about six and seven, and, and a, a lot of people um, resonated with that. I think it was one of the most important, and we're just going to continue now with you know, step eight, you know, we made a list of all the people we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. I wasn't even reading that. I think that's... No, about, that's it. Right, I that's was actually it. impressed. I was looking... Right. Yeah. Yeah, we made a list of persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. So there's a, a few key words in there, you know, um, a list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another inventory, yeah. another Pen list. Pen and paper, right? Um, and Or pencil and paper, a list yeah, that we of can persons um, we had harmed, and um, 
you know, sometimes I think, I mean, it could be an institution or something. You oh, know, absolutely. Right. Uh, and the one key word is willingness. Yeah. You know, and I mean, willingness in this whole process of the 12 steps has been a big deal for me is like, okay, you know, the humility of saying, I don't know how to do it. My life is a shithole and, you know, or a complete shit show. And I'm willing to, willing to yeah. take, you know, to, to take direction from someone else. And like, because me, Mr. Know-it-all and know-it-all into the gutter, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, the other big word in there, um, you know, we said willing, but amends, you know, and mm-hmm. breaking down what that word means you know to me you know when when i first took the steps i was like you know amends it's not mending something mending would be fixing something right and amends is different where amends is like when you amend something and and the closest thing i can come to that or what pops into my brain is when you amend a contract yeah. or, you know, what we learn in school is, you know, an amendment to the... Like constitution. Constitution, yeah. right? So it means they're not fixing something there, they're changing something. Mm-hmm. So amends does not mean I'm fixing it, I'm changing it. So change is a big, important word in this process. So... You know, we make a list of persons we had harmed. Well, well, yeah, that's like everybody when I was drinking and using. But so they want us to reference, go back to our inventory, Mm -hmm. and we could look at, you know, the sexual inventory, the relationship inventory would be, um, you know, uh, it says, whom did I harm? So you could actually take, you know, a list of those people off of that and then you could look at your resentment and like go through your resentment list and say do i owe any of these people an amends yeah well and especially in the fourth step you know when you once you've done your fifth step with your sponsor you know you've hopefully seen your part in these situations that have caused resentment in you and i mean i've always been instructed that when making an eighth step list that that's the first place you go. You know, it's like plot twist. You are going to be referencing your fourth step again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is helpful. I mean, I think the idea of like harm um, can be tricky right. because I think a lot of us have that misconception when we get into recovery that like, oh, I only, I was only hurting myself. Yeah, exactly. Um, and And hopefully by the time you get to the eighth step, you can see that your uh, behavior in active drinking or active addiction um, has had that ripple effect where you have caused harm. And uh, I mean, for me, the best way to start has always been kind of to look at the people I'm closest to because right. that adage of, you know, we, we hurt the people that we love the most, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's really true. So like start with your family and work your way out. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you know when they give you that Joe and Charlie like guide thing for the uh, the fourth step inventory is that, you know, start with immediate family, go to secondary family, you know, like mom, mm-hmm. dad, sisters, brothers, aunt, uncles, you know, then it can go to, you know, my boss or my 
girlfriends or my boyfriends or yeah. husbands, ex-husbands or whatever it is, and then the institutions of it, you know. Like yeah, places you stole from. Exactly. People you embezzled from, who knows. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, uh, harm, like you said, is, is a, an interesting word because there can be physical harm to someone that you own amends to. There can be emotional harm. There could be gossipy harm. Oh, God, you know? yeah. I mean, all kinds of shit that can come up, you know. But I think it's really important for if anyone's listening, you know, or not anyone, but people in <laughs> India listening, <laughs> right. you know, in Canada and <laughs> Wisconsin. Yes. Um, that it's... It's important to really write the list, you know, and I do it in two parts. It's like, okay, I so just start writing names, you know, kind of vertically and, and, and what I don't really go into the second part of it until I, you know, I just like, yeah, mom, dad, sister, brother, you know, ex-girlfriend, this and that. And, and then go to that second column in that list of what did I do to them? Why yeah. do I owe them an amends, right? Yeah. So again, we're, it looks like we're making a list to go around and say, I'm sorry to everybody. But I said, I'm sorry so many times. You yeah, know? sorry doesn't cut it. No. But you remember like what you just said kind of sparked something in my mind was, I remember I would say always, you know, like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm not hurting anyone but myself. You know, mm-hmm. and I heard something really interesting at a meeting one time in like, you know, the 32 years that I've been going to meetings <laughs> is that and I had never heard it before. The, the woman said she goes, when you stop drinking and using, you affect 10 people immediately, mm-hmm. 10 people immediately, you know, and I know anyone out there in podcast land you could take that list or you could take those 10 people and you could come up with 10 people. Oh, yeah. I know. You could say, yeah, well, my, mom, my mom's affected, my boyfriend's affected, my girlfriend's affected, my um, dog's affected. Yeah, you know what I mean? my boss, my, my coworkers. Right. And, and just, you know, immediately. And then the same goes for if I start using again, immediately yeah. 10 people are affected. Yeah. Right? So... The list is really important and and looking at and kind of diving into what, you know, you're like, well, yeah, you know, I I lied to this person or I cheated on this person or I stole from this person or I, you know, I don't know, padded the expense account or whatever. Yeah, that example from the the big book. book, Right. (laughs) Um, I never. Who has an expense account? I I want an expense account. I would like one if anyone's listening out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. sponsors. So I think that, um, you know, there's so many different, you know, amends. And, and so the important part, and this is what came up too, is that I don't think I used it, but I think I, I use the example in my book, like, you know, talking to my sponsor about it. They said, well, you know, thinking about people to owe amends. I'm like, well, I'll never fucking make amends. That person did way more to me than I did to them. And they said, well, okay, leave them off the first list. Mm -hmm. So the first list would be people and places you're absolutely going to do the amends to. Oh, okay, that's easy. Yeah. So, okay, I can do that. That, 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 right? Um, And then, um, then make a second list of people maybe 
Yeah. You'll do amends to. You know, you think you owe amends. Maybe they fucked you over more than you fucked them over. Yeah, or maybe they live far away. You might not see them, but you're willing to do it if you see them, but you're not planning on seeing them anytime right. soon. The third list would be people I absolutely will not fuck them. Yeah, fuck those people. Yeah. I'm not making amends <laughs> right. to them. Right. Not ever. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... And I don't think I did that. I think that, you know, mine was, my first list was pretty, I don't want to say rudimentary, but like, you know, or pretty base, you know, mom, dad, sisters, brothers, mm-hmm. jobs, girlfriends, you know, uh, places I stole from, yeah. things like that. Um, so, you know, when, you know, when when you first did your list, I mean, was it like, was, was that a hard thing? Because I, and the reason I say that, because I've been, re- you know, I still sponsor people this to this day. I, I know you think I should be enlightened by now, but I'm still working on aware. reaching nirvana. <laughs> I'm still yeah. chopping the wood and carrying the water. <laughs> um, so, I, um, I, uh, this guy just was, you know, wrote the list, and he goes, "I just don't want to stir up any shit in my family, and this and that, and like he just never did it." Hence, he ended up getting drunk, you know, drinking and using again, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I don't know why Adderall and alcohol go together, but it's for some reason he liked that combination. But um, I mean, I think people, I think people enjoy some, that. Yeah. Right? So, it's like Coke and yeah, Coke, Speedball or something. It is right? essentially, right? A very cheap Speedball, right? A much cheaper, yeah. <laughs> easier on the veins. But that's why I kind of want to, uh, you know, drive home and, and say, just write the list. You might never make the amends, but write the list. It's part of the process. This is when we talk about a spiritual awakening and a part of about changing our behaviors and Carl Jung ch- talking about ad- attitudes, ideas, and emotions once we're the driving force of our life. Now we have a whole new set of concepts. Mm-hmm. We're looking at life differently. We have a new perspective. Pers- Perspective on life, you know, perception, perspective. Yeah. Right. So when you first did yours, was it, it pretty base or? I you- mean, I, the ones, uh, the maybe this is obvious because I tend to think in black and white, kind of like, you know, it's all or nothing. So the the men's the list of people that I had no problem making an amends to like right now like line them up I'll make the amends that was easy and the list of like fuck no I'm never going to do it ever that was easy Right 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 <laughs> Um did you ever get to that other list The fuck no list yeah. Um no I oh, haven't wow. but, but some because I don't think that I could make the amends without talking about like their behavior. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, my, my ex that I was with for 10 years and who totally broke my heart into a million pieces. Um, like I feel, I know that I, I own amends for my behavior at certain points in that. Um, but I just don't think I could do it and like stick to my part. You're not there right now. Yeah, but I'm not. But I'm willing to do it. Eventually, maybe, probably not, but maybe. So but that's you why said it's the on the main fuck word note. in that. Sentence. Willing. Willing. Yeah. You have the willingness, and that's what my sponsor really drove home to me is that he said, "It's just about the willingness to do this." You know, 
And then a lot of forgiveness comes into this, you know. And my sister, give her a plug, Darty Wesley, you know, has a, I don't know if she has a podcast, but she's written a couple of books. And forgiveness is a big part, you know. Yeah. And, And she was saying that, you know, the people don't even know that you have to forgive them. You just have to let that energy go and it's a really big spiritual tool in our spiritual toolbox but um so specifically some of the amends we talked about you know just kind of the normal ones immediate family um secondary family boyfriends girlfriends uh you know i i was kind of in, in a situation like you with one of my exes i was like well, fuck that. I mean, she cheated on me like, you know, way more than I cheated on her. Yeah. And in my sponsor brought up, a, brought up a big point and he just said, well, we're not writing her list. This is your list. Yeah. That, you know, it's not what her behaviors were. It's your behaviors and you need to own this. If we keep ourselves in that blame game mm-hmm. and that victimization role, we're never going to grow, you yeah. know? And, and so I said, okay you know, reluctantly or digging my heels in and I put it down. I, I wrote down why I, I owed her own amends, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was, it was pretty healing, you know? And, um, so that was one of them. Um, financial amends was a big one, you know, uh, like yeah. I owed my dad a lot of money. I mean, he had gotten me attorneys. He had, you know, got me into rehabs and, yeah. You know, and I was just like, I didn't even know what the fucking amount was. It could have been like ten thousand, way more than ten thousand, but it could have been a hundred thousand dollars. You know, yeah. and, and or even more. You know, yeah. And that's what I say. It doesn't in the financial amends part of it. It doesn't matter if you owe ten dollars or ten million dollars. You have to start somewhere. Yeah. And we have just to clean our side of the street. This is just about our side of the street. You know, and there's real specifics of how to go about it, but. The financial amends um, was a big one. Now, people that I that had passed away or had died that I owed amends, I was asking my sponsor, "Well, how the fuck am I going to do that? You know, they're not here anymore." And he goes, "You have the willingness to do it." And I said, "Yes." And he said, "Well, why don't you write them a letter?" Yeah. And I did a couple of those, you know, where I where I, I wrote a heartfelt letter and. Um, and, and uh, you know, when I was ready to go into step nine, then we talked about that. But um, so it's basically just writing the list. You know, if it's five people, if it's 10 people, if it's 150 people, just write the list. And when we say this is the work, this is what yeah. we're doing. When they in the 12 steps, when they say this is the work, it's no longer about drinking or using. It's about amending our behavior, changing our behavior, or how we don't want to repeat the same patterns yeah. going forward. And I'll tell you, even you know, here with 32 years, I'm still repeating the same behaviors and still getting suffering. But that can you know blend into step six and seven. But I'm really aware of it, and it's really painful to change sometimes. But uh, yeah, change is like <laughs> excruciating, right? Um, so once you have the list, and this is how it was suggested to me, and I don't know how you did it, and you can share about that, is that I sat down with my sponsor and said, well, here it is. You know, I wrote those letters. Here are the financial amends. You know, I, I don't know if I owe my dad 100000 or 50000 or whatever. I had done, you know, I had done some violent crimes, mm-hmm. you know, where... Um, 
you know, I didn't murder anybody. I'm just saying I, I, I robbed some places, a lot of places, and a, and a lot of those places I wasn't ever convicted of. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, another big word in the, in the big book that they talk about, and I talk about it in my book, 12 Steps Without God, not one, two, 12 spelled out, <laughs> is that um, we have to be willing to go to any lengths. Yes. Right? So how do you interpret that? And so I think it's really important being new or being first time around in the 12 steps or even 32 years in the 12 steps to bounce shit off people. Oh, God, You yeah. know, just to get another, what I like to call that helicopter view, that mm-hmm. someone's not emotionally involved in your amends and that they can, you know, have a different perspective than you and look at it differently. Well, you know, so the all the robberies that I did, the ones that I wasn't convicted for, even found out about, you know, I was like, fuck, dude, I, you know, I don't know what to do. I mean, you know, I'm willing to do it and I'm willing to go to any lengths. What do I do? Yeah. You know, um, and so the first thing he asked me, which was really interesting, he goes, how much money do you think that you got from those robberies that you didn't get caught for? And I said, I, you know, I mean, if I had to quantify it, um, it would probably be about, I don't know, I'm just going to make a round number, $3,000. Yeah. And you're like, not a very good criminal. Yeah, right? not the no big time criminal <laughs> no over here. Time. So three grand, you know, we're talking to thirty two years ago, um, or even longer. But so I said, but what do I do? I mean, do I walk into the delicatessen where I pistol whip someone and you know a girl peed in her pants because she was so afraid? You know, I mean, just fucking awful shit yeah. that I did. How do I make an amends to that? Do I go in there and just say, I'm the guy, call the police, handcuff me, I'll go do another 10 years in prison? He goes, you know, I don't know how productive that is. And again, <laughs> it, it could be different for different people. Some people yeah. say, no, you've got to do that. My sponsor was like, look, you're out here on the streets, you're, you're working in recovery, you've changed your life, you're in a new place. He goes, this is what I suggest. And this was a really good suggestion to me, besides going to prison again, right? That wouldn't have been the best Yeah, that wouldn't have been the best. He said, find a charity that has some kind of relationship to violent crime and start making financial amends, like whatever you can do. And, And at that time, I was pretty much just out of prison. I was working as a laborer. I think, you know, I was making eight bucks an hour or something, Yeah, you know? And, uh... I'm like, well, I don't really have any money. He goes, you know, find it and send him a $10 check once a month. You know, when you can send him more, send him more. So I found this organization called uh, Victims of Violent Crimes. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that. You know, I had that goal of $3,000. And I, you know, yeah, I think my first check was 10 bucks. Yeah. Or maybe 20 bucks. As, you know, things got a little more flush in my life is that I would send them $50 or $100 or things like that. So, you know, and people could say, well, that's 3000 isn't a lot. I owe 150000 to the IRS. Well, dude, in the 32 years and, and being in big business and, and, and paying a lot of taxes and owing a lot of taxes, 
I can tell you if you're in um, a situation, the IRS does offer and compromises. You know, the Franchise Tax Board does offer and compromises and things like that. Yeah. So there's always a way. But the main word in that is you're willing to do it. Yeah. You're willing to go to any lengths, you know. And so that was a financial amends, you know, that I made. And, and you know, when I went to my dad and, and, and I was like, you know, dad, what do I do? And, and you know, now we're talking more about step nine, mm-hmm. um, but they kind of blend together. You know, my dad was like, I don't care. It's not about the money. It's about your life and you're my son and I want you to do. It. And I go, well, how do I make it right? And he goes, the way you make this right is you fucking turn your life around and you and you do it, which was really generous, you know. Uh, and yeah, and so you know that, that that's a, a couple of examples of of uh, you know going into step nine. And and what I want to say is you know, but going back to taking the list to your sponsor to get yeah. input to get feedback on these. Yeah, it's not a good idea to go rogue on no. on these kinds of things with 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 amends and whatnot um it it's been my experience that really like talking to your sponsor about each amends not only just bringing the list to them but like going over like before you go to do an amends which i know like you said we're kind of getting into step nine now right um it's so important because it, just like with our resentments, just like with that inventory, um, or even with our character defects, um, we need that impartial party who is in this example, you know, in this case, our sponsors to be able to kind of, like you said, helicopter above the situation um, to because to, there's things that they can see that we can't necessarily because we're down in the muck of it. Right. Um, we're emotionally and, attached to it. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's so interesting that um, Pam Janis, big plug for the greatest editor in the world that's in <laughs> Washington, D.C., that edited my book. Um, when we got to a, a part in the book, it's about, if let's say you're unfaithful and you own amends to someone, right, in your past, you know, or even a current person, you know, I was always directed, and I don't know if it was a man thing or something. Um, I said, you know, never involve the other person. So if I had an affair with, you know, XYZ, mm-hmm. and there's no real person named XYZ, but <laughs> if I had an affair with them and I'm in a current relationship with someone, you know, and go, look, you know, my behaviors when I was drinking and using were awful. Um, I'm. You know, I've changed and I'm trying to, you know, I'm working on a change. I'm working a spiritual program. I just want you to know, you know, that I, uh, there, I'm taking responsibility for my behaviors then. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know that if there's anything I can do to make this right, please, you know, let me know. Who is she? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I don't really want to involve other people. No, who is the fucking bitch? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I want to know who the fucking bitch is. You need to come clean. So what Pam said, and it's interesting, it, it, you know, she said, well, is it a true amends if you don't come clean? Hmm. So interesting, you know. I mean, you know, I don't want to like, That's interesting. you know, like if this had happened years ago or, you know, whenever, if you, if you come clean, 
and then all of a sudden your partner now is knocking on the doors. Hey, fuck you, bitch. You know, you fuck yeah, my old man. Blah, breaking blah, blah, out blah, the windows know, of right, the car right. or something. Um, and well, that's yeah. kind of a severe, kind of an extreme example of it. But who knows what It is, happen. but it also isn't. Not right. with, you know, our people, our types of people. Um, so what I'm saying is he told me to use like general generalities, you know, like, like be not so specific in the amends. Well, I mean, I think that kind of... Woman's perspective. Yes. um, I would agree with not bringing up names in that situation only because I think that it is, unfortunately, I mean, I want to say it's human nature. It probably isn't human nature. It's the way we're socialized, but I digress. Um, That in those situations of uh, infidelity, that for so many of us, it is way easier to take out our anger on that third party and to right. look at how to justify and rationalize our partner's behavior. Um, you know, oh, they seduced him or her and or, or took advantage of them when they were loaded or right. whatever the case may be. Now you've opened a can of worms. She's a homewrecker, right. whatever, whatever it is. But either way, it is... I find it to be distracting from what we're really there to do because exactly. you're just creating more bitterness and jealousy and anger. Um, so let I, me just read like what she said. This yes. would be interesting just for the people that haven't read my book, The 12 Steps Without God, not one, two, the 12 steps without God.com. <laughs> um, so when I said that, you know, no matter... Um, you know, don't involve the other person no matter how much your partner presses you, right? Mm -hmm. She goes, well, let's back up here for a minute. When a friend of mine first read this paragraph, she prepped me about the question. Wait, what if your partner says it's not a real real amends without full disclosure? What if she needs that information to feel healed? Does a half-truth make only a half, uh, only, or you're only being half-honest? What if you're protecting the person you cheated with at your partner's expense? What if they perceived an omission as a lie, David? (laughs) She (laughs) said, these conversations happen all the time. Plus, the information you're not giving your partner may be found out on social media. It It can blow your amends wide open. She wrapped up with, I'm just saying, uh, right? So yeah. I love him, and it—that's a really good perspective, you know. At, yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. And how I would answer that is, I think it's a case by case basis. You know, it's like what, you know, what we do. It says, you know, in step nine, we made direct amends to such persons wherever possible. Wherever possible. Except when to do so would injure them or or others. others. Now, who is the other, right? The other could be you in the instance of the the robbery thing. Mm -hmm. And my sponsor said, I think you're more productive here on the streets. Let's let's look at it differently, right? The other could be this person that you had an affair with or that you cheated with. Who knows? But um, you don't want to harm other people. Right, or involve them. You yeah, know. you don't want to create more harm in trying to amend the harm you've already done. 
you know, and he told me to yield on a couple. It's like, you know, I said, you know, I really, you know, I was awful to this person. And, you know, I was a cheater. I was a liar, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, where is she now? And I go, well, she's married and has three kids. And he goes, I don't think it's a good idea to knock on her door with her husband there and say, hey, oh, look, hey, I'm Dave from <laughs> before. I wanted to tell like, who are you? Yeah. And why are you here? And why For are you what? Here? For what? You know? So again, comes back to that word willingness. Mm-hmm. You know, if there comes a time, I don't know if that woman, if you ever ran into her and it wasn't going to cause, cause, cause harm <laughs> to her family, yeah. to her kids, then that might be an appropriate time to do it, you know? And so he told me to yield on that one. Um, he told me to yield on another one, and and then I did run into the person. They weren't married or anything, and I knew that this woman like loved me, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever pirate reason she <laughs> did, right? Yeah. At that time, and um, and I ran into her, and I was like, Mister Twelve Step, you know, and oh yeah, and like, oh hey, you know, let's go have coffee. I need to, and and she was really moved by the whole thing, and. And I had no intention of like getting together with her or anything, you know, going back in a relationship and, you know, like, oh, well, you know, she said, do you want to go take a walk on the beach? And I think we're down in Hermosa Beach down in L.A. somewhere. And and so we did, you know, fast forward, we ended up sleeping together and uh, and I drove back to Santa Barbara the next morning. And now I created more harm where I should have yield instead of thinking, oh, I can get laid tonight. You know, yeah. and then at at whose expense? At whose expense did I did I take? And so it was a really great lesson because now I've created more harm to some other. Now I need to go back and make amends, which yeah. I tried to do, and it was like, "Fuck you, you're an asshole." You know? Yeah. And so you've given yourself more homework. Exactly. Right. And this is what I'm saying to all of you and to myself. You know, it's like, you know. Everything's a lesson, man, and everything is is you know an opportunity to show up differently. You yes. Know? And Samantha says that a lot. You know, if we get a second chance at something, and amends is a second chance at something, how am I going to show up differently? You know, yeah. how am I not going to repeat the same patterns of these fucking behaviors over and over? You know, but I'm just like. You know, with my mom, like, how many times have I said, I'm sorry? I'm sorry, mom, fuck, I won't do it again. And then you do it again. How many times do you break, break a person's heart, you know? Yeah. Well, and how, and how many times do you, can you break someone's trust and expect it... To be rebuilt. To be rebuilt. I actually, I saw a meme <laughs> on Instagram... Oh, wow. Uh, that, was, ...that said, uh, you know... That this concept that we're talking about of that, like breaking trust, uh, that it's like uh, showing up, you know, after just ever having gotten out of you know jail for arson and saying, well, no one will trust me with a book of matches anymore. It's not fair. Don't they know I'm sorry? It's like, well, yeah, 
You just burn some shit down. You know, know, like. You got to prove yourself. And it's just like sobriety. We have to prove ourselves. I mean, I think my mom still looked at me suspect, like even three years, four years down the road, just like because she had been so disappointed so many times. Yeah. You know, and so how do I rebuild that trust? You know, and I'm even doing that in like things that I've done where I, you know, I made bad decisions and. I'm trying to rebuild trust with, you know, people that I know today, you know. So it's it's all about showing up differently, you know, and yeah. and how can I make this right? Well, the way I can make this right is not fucking act out in the same way that I've always done. Make amends, make the change and and look at it's a lifelong process, you know. I have a great example of, you know, like they say in the big book, 99% of the time they'll go a great way, you know, and, and sometimes they don't. And I had an uncle that, you know, I went to my aunt and uncle. I mean, I was so fucked up. Like the guy would park his car in the driveway and I'd go out and steal his hubcaps. Well, and then <laughs> he'd go like, Jesus Christ, what kind of fucking neighborhood is this? I'm like, wow. I mean, what? Oh, wow. Like, are you kidding me? Crazy. Like, you know? Yeah. And, you know, or dragging TVs out of the house to go pawn them or yeah. whatever. But I had done some fucked up things to my uncle. And when he was on the amends, he's on the amends list and my aunt, um, I, I went to my aunt. My aunt was really loving. Oh, honey, you know, my God, you're doing so well. And oh, we yeah. just love you to death, you know. And, and then when she wasn't in the room and I was able to go to him directly, you know, and he's passed since, um, he, uh, I said, look, you know, kind of the standard thing you know I, I did some things in, in my drinking and using that were unacceptable I want to know how to make this right I want you to know that I'm I'm doing all I can to to change what I what I did from before and uh he's like you know what I don't I don't care I'd really appreciate it if you wouldn't come around our family oh. you know and uh, he goes what you did to us those awful things are are just not you know, forgivable for me. And, you know, and your aunt's very frail right now and, and basically fuck off. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, my first initial reaction, because now I'm Mr. Sober Superman after a year, you know, I've been clean all this time. I wanted to say, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. I'm here trying to be spiritual. No, fuck you. you (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the spiritual way to do it. You know, and I bit my fucking lip and I, you know, not physically, you know, I just kind of held my tongue and I said, I get it, man. I get it. And I walked out and, and, until, and, and he died and he never was like, it, it wasn't my job for him to forgive me. Yeah. I forgave myself for what I did. And now the anger is off of me. And well, I'm yeah. sleeping, sweeping my side of the street. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think that that touches on probably one of the, if not the most important part about step nine uh, is, and it's hard to wrap, it was hard for me to wrap my head around that, you know, the, the amends is not for them, right? you know, like, it's so we can keep our side of the street clean so we can get all that garbage out of ourselves so it's not sitting in there festering and rotting. Right. Um, because all those those shitty things that we did, whether it's, you know, robbing a convenience store or, 
you know, pinching your your buddy's bag when they weren't in the room or whatever the case may be, you know, using drugs in someone's house and when you knew that you weren't supposed to be doing that, lying, all those things that, like, I know for me, it comes up randomly, but those are the kinds of things that, like, will just randomly pop into my mind. And I'm like, oh, in those moments that I'm like, oh, God, I'm such a piece of shit. And that's the thing we want to avoid. I want right. to, like, get rid of that energy from right. my life. Shaming, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because then the more that I keep my side of the street clean, that I go and own my actions and behavior um, and try to and try to at least say I'm willing to make this right if you would like me to. If you would like me, like your uncle, if you'd like me to fuck off, then yeah. all right, I'll fuck off. Right. But um, because then when that little voice, you know, chimes in and says, well, you're a piece of shit, you know, then I can pretty you know confidently say well actually i'm not because i'm i'm going and putting myself in these situations that are super uncomfortable um but i'm owning who i am today and cleaning up those wreck those messes that all that wreckage and it's not your responsibility Mm -hmm. for how they how they're gonna take it yeah and it is nine out of ten times it will go well you know and the thing that we should touch on as well is like the living amends of just not drinking and using. You know, we talked about that, how many people's lives are affected immediately Mm -hmm. when you stop drinking and using, whether you've even gone out and made amends, you know, or, um, you know, just living the spiritual life or, or working towards trying to change these behaviors. And, and this is what the amends is. And another thing I wanted to say is that this is kind of the first time in the 12 steps where we step outside of people in the program and we're going to yeah. people that might not necessarily be in the 12-step program. Well, you know, because everyone's not a fucking alcoholic and everyone's not an addict, you know, and so those people were affected by your behaviors as, uh, you know, as um, as an active addict or alcoholic. So... This is kind of where the rubber meets the road. You know, we're going outside. And so it's easy to be all like, you know, unicorns and rainbows and meetings. And I share so spiritually and like, (laughs) oh, my God, you have such a great temperament and Uh blah, blah, blah. You know, and like, but, you know, you're in a meeting for an hour and you're out in the world for 23, you know, or when you're sleeping, you know. But the point being is like, this is all the shift. And this is how the process of the steps work, you know. And... There's nothing better and more forgiving, forgiving yourself and going, you know, going out into the world and trying to make this right. You know, what's the Dr. Bob story? Is it like he got the day he got sober, he went and made amends to a bunch of people? Oh, yeah, yeah. That he was like going and knocking on doors for people that he had, he had in, in business that he had yeah. fucked over or... Yeah, some rest, crazy rapid twelve step. Right. I don't know if that's thing. the right way to do it, but that's I how know he people did it. who do it like yeah. sim- not maybe in all in one the same day you get clean. God, right. that would be super overwhelming. But uh, I think if we have we've evolved in the steps, not that they've changed or not that Dave Vardabedian wrote twelve steps without God dot com. Dot com. Right? Yeah. Is that um it's it's like we've evolved in the process, you know, back in 1936, whenever Dr. Bob did that, or 34, you know, that was his way to do it. And did he stay sober? Yeah, you know. And so, you know, again, it's case by case, you know, and that's why I love the fact of 
you know, someone that has experience that is the helicopter view, doesn't have emotional attachment to this, can kind of give us direction on how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, if I were left to my own devices to just go out in the world and make amends to people, if I were just told like, yeah, go make amends to those people you fucked over, I either would not do it at all um, because I wouldn't have anybody, you know, holding me accountable, but I would also probably make a giant mess of it. And just because I am at my core selfish and self-centered, I'd probably make it like all about me. Right. Course. Like, you know, so that's why, like, I desperately need my sponsor's guidance to bring it back to, like, you know, how I can make it right. And that's how the pro, that's when we say we're willing. Well, one, we're willing to, like, take direction from other people, you know, and if you don't like the direction, you don't go around to 10 people until you get the right answer. Yeah, answer you know? shopping is right. not, no, not it. Like, so, was there any, any of the amends that didn't go well for you? No, okay. I've not. I have yet to. I mean, that's the thing. I have not been back to my home state of Wisconsin uh, since I moved. Which you know, a little just it just passed my five year mark that I've lived out in California, um, and I still have amends I need to make back home. And there are going to be some tougher ones, just because I had a lot more time to create a lot more mess um but here um the amends that i've done i've had really good reactions to uh for the most part there's some big ones that are still hanging out there um you know i had intended to make my amends to my sister when she was out here the last time and then actually because my my sponsor and i were unable to kind of meet up our schedules conflicted and i was moving and all kinds of stuff that um, I didn't get, I wasn't able to meet up with her while my sister was in town. And for that reason, postponed, because I'm not going to just go into it all, you know, right. headstrong. Right, it, it needs some privacy I, to it. You know? Yeah, I, well, and I needed, I need her to, like, give me some guidance on to make sure that I'm saying what needs to be said and not making it all about me. Exactly. Um, especially because in the case of my sister, that's, like, pretty much what I'm making an amends for. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's so many different situations and it really, you know, we don't postpone it, you know, forever. We postpone it until the time is right, you yeah. know, and that might be years down the line, you know. Um, uh, an example, when, you know, it's in my book, the story about me breaking into that house when I was yeah. 14 and I was in a blackout. And then the family came home from burying their grandmother. And it's just like a fucking insanity, right? Ended yeah. up going to juvenile hall, then the bad boys camp. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't think about it when I got loaded for the next 20 years. Yeah. But when I got sober and my sponsor, you know, we were on my amends list. Um, the whole family basically was on on my amends list. And I didn't even know where they were. I mean, this was, you know pre-Facebook, oh, yeah. 1989, you know. So, you know, shout out for social media. When Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these things came out, I, one of the, the kid, the, the guy my age who, whose house we broke into, he, I don't know, sent me a friend request or something on Facebook. And I was like, wow, okay, cool. And so we reconnected. He was trying to get sober and I think he had gone in and out. But long story longer, I was um, I was living up in Atascadero then, 
mm-hmm. with my then wife. And uh, my friend came from Costa Rica and he, he was just visiting, you know, up in California, visiting friends and family. We were from the same neighborhood. So he calls me kind of in a frantic and he goes, yeah, I'm down here visiting, you know, Joe, I'll use, use Joe's name. And, and he's out of his mind drunk. He's on the front lawn of his house. It would be like a Galita tract home or something. Yeah, yeah. Just in suburbia. Um, And he's in his chonies and he's burning (laughs) pictures of their wedding or something. His wife's going to call the police. I got to get him out of here. Will you come? And and he's drunk and I I want some support. And I'm like, where are you? And he goes, I'm in Carlsbad. I'm like, Carlsbad? You know where I I am. You know, I, I wasn't saying that, but I was thinking that in my mind. I'm like, I'm probably like four or five hours away from you. And I was thinking in my head, well, fuck that. I ain't going to drive all the way. Yeah. But my head said, yeah, bro, I'll be down there tomorrow. So yeah. he got him somehow away from there. The next day, we got him into a motel. He had, was still drinking. And, you know, the funniest part, it was like the, all, the, all the motels were booked. We could only get one queen bed. So three adult men sleeping <laughs> with one drunk on yeah, one side. Yeah, one drunk it was guy. It just fucking insane, right? So the next day we took him to a meeting mm-hmm. in uh, Lucadia, California. Shout out for Lucadia. And, uh, you know, we're in, you're paying attention to me. We look around, the guy's gone. It took us like three hours to find him. We found him. He was drinking with some homeless guy down Fuck. the street. So yeah. got him again, sobered him up. The next day he sobered up and, and, you know, we had one of those wonderful breakfasts at you know, Holiday Inn Express. And yes, with, yes. With uh, Cocoa Puffs and tricks and all my favorite foods right so um he was sober enough and he goes hey we have to go by my mom's house and i was like wow here is the matriarch of the place that i broke into whenever it was this 2005 so i mean like years years before so we pull up to the house and i walk in the door and it was like it was like this the weirdest thing it was like everything went away except for you know i'm looking at you right now she was sitting this little old lady with white hair sitting in a chair um look you know just looking straight at me you know and i said you know i'll call her smith i go hello mrs smith my name's david vardabedi and i don't know if you remember me and she looks up at me and she goes how could i ever forget and I was like, by then I'm oh, just fucking wow. tears. It, it chokes me up now. Tears are going down my you know, cheeks. And I said, you know, what I did to your family on that day is unforgivable. And I've thought about that every day since I've got sober. I'm, I'm working a spiritual program, not that that matters or not, but I just want you to know, you know, I, I truly am making a change. And how can I make this right to you? And she stands up and, you know, she's probably five, five on, you know, seven feet tall. And like <laughs> she and she looks up to me and she goes, I forgive you. And she gave me a hug and we're bawling, crying. Oh. And I go, how can I make this right, Mrs. Smith? And she said, will you please help my son? And I said, absolutely. So the moral, I guess, of that story is that I didn't really go down to 12 step that guy the universe put me in place in front of this woman to make an amends to her. Mm -hmm. And that I truly was able 
to clean my side of the street, and I did the best I could to help this guy. I think he finally did get um, sobriety. He ended up moving to Montana like years later, and then he had some heart conditions, and he ended up dying. But we were current. Yeah. And that's another good word for this is like, there was nothing I needed to do more for this family. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, like with my mom, I was current with my mom. When she died, I was there for her. I had made my amends, you know. So there's so many different ways to do this. I mean, not different ways. I want to say, you know, we write the list. We, we write down why we owe the amends. We get down with, you know, with our sponsor or therapist, whoever your you, trusted you're using, person, your trusted person that you think that can give you real objective, like uh, input, input, yeah. right? And then you hit the bricks, man. You know, another thing, I, you know, in my ADD mind is that, you know, the people that had passed and that I wrote those letters to, I was able to visit a couple of their uh, grave sites. And sit down, and I think I had my sponsor once, and I was alone once, and I read the letter to them. Yeah. You know, and you're like, dude, you're reading a letter to dirt and rocks, you know, but it was more about the ceremonial, like, kind of process of doing it, you know. Absolutely. Well, and just to, like, you know, circle back to, like, the word of the day, uh, just being willing to do it and to do go to any lengths, you know, that even if it is reading an amends letter to a headstone exactly because what did you say it's not we're not making it about them we're making it about us yeah and i can walk this earth pretty much not like kung fu or anything (laughs) but i can walk and i don't have to duck into too many places you know yeah there's a couple of people that don't want to see me still (laughs) got some exes out there that are a little angry still with me and for good reason yes it's not i'm not blaming I was a fucking asshole, and and I own it, and I'm doing my best to make it right. Yeah. By changing my behaviors and not repeating the same thing. So amends. The amends is not. I'm sorry. It's a, a, It's not amend where we're we're fixing something. In a sense, we're we're amending. We're changing something to our behaviors that were there before. Yeah, so we don't repeat them going forward. Oh, my God, steps eight and nine. Wow. Oh, my God, we're yeah. like almost Email there. us if you have any questions. You yes. Know? And uh, thank you again so much for listening. And anything you want to add before we go? I think we kind of, I think we did it. Put Nailed a fork it. in yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I'm sure more will come up. More will more, be revealed. Oh, <laughs> you, I was, exactly. I more will be revealed. Thank you again, podcast land. Uh, we love you all, and you know, um, good luck—not luck, but you're not alone on this journey. That's what's really cool about the twelve steps. And yeah. Now we're getting out of this COVID thing. I'm vaccinated. Get fucking vaccinated. Yeah, I'm vaccinated. You know? Do just do it, man. I mean, you know, there, no one's putting chips in you, or no one's. Well, and especially if you're listening I mean, to this podcast, chip in me. especially if you're listening to this podcast and you're dealing with addiction issues, like let's be real, folks. You put worse in your body than the vaccine. I know I certainly have. So, and it's again, if you don't want to do it, I don't know why, but um, I got it. I got all three of them. <laughs> I feel like you did. And I'm like, yeah, I went down, got the Moderna, the fucking, what's the other one? Pfizer, Pfizer yeah, and I got Johnson the Johnson and Johnson. Johnson. They go, you did? And I go, no, of course not. I'm just kidding. But I went and got my thing because 
I want to get back to normal. Yes. <clears throat> so anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Um, we love you. Be yes. kind to each other. Be kind to yourself. Don't eat your pets. No. Right, at all. Ever. You know? um, what is someone, and I'm a vegan, as you can tell. Oh, so, yeah. Right. And what did someone say? They go, eating meat's like, like having a landline still. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, so passe. All right. All right, good night. I'd like to thank all the people that are involved in making this happen. Gerald Jones for producing and engineering this podcast. He's absolutely brilliant. Follow him on Instagram at Sonia HTML. His music is amazing. Maya Grace for her hair and makeup. I know what you're saying. This is a podcast. Why do you have hair and makeup? We just want to look awesome for each other. See you next time.